We're recording. Hello everyone, what's going on? This is episode three of Moments Off The Mat with The Apprentice and The Monk. It's a Sunday here in Ecuador and it's golden hour. So we're sat here. Beautiful, beautiful day. Recording this podcast with the sun going down, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all, man. How are you doing? You're good? All good, man. It's a beautiful, like you said, beautiful Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoons are chill, chill time. Yeah. So it's nice. That's sure. Sunday and Monday, quiet days of the week. Saturday is pretty pretty hectic. Friday night, Saturday night in town. Lots of partying going on. Not for us minds. <laughs> Weekends are recovery. Yeah, right. From a crazy from a crazy week. They're recovering from drugs and from <laughs> drinking and stuff. And we're like, ah, let's recover from all the jujitsu training and Muay Thai and MMA and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah we need it. Yeah, and yeah. yoga, man, and surfing, all kinds of stuff. So physically going wild. Mm, yeah, I've been super hungry all day today. My body is like feed, feed, feed. And though yesterday we were at Kamala. Uh, um, a hostel like not too far from so we're in we're in the monk's house right now Gabrielle's house recording which is a little bit out of Montanita um, in Ecuador and we were in Kamala a hostel yesterday and had a big big barbecue and for the first time in a long time I ate a load of load of beef I filled <laughs> up on beef dude it's been a while for me too yeah. man. I don't eat much beef here but but I have to say it was really really good quality yeah it was tasty and man. really well cooked but I woke up this morning and I'm still in, I'm still in hunger and recovery <laughs> so I've been eating again today. I know, man. Yeah. Gotta eat loads on the weekend. So, podcast, podcast number three for us. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about mixed martial arts, really. Like our, uh, our relationship with martial arts, a few stories and just a bit of general chit-chat. Last week, or last episode, we spoke about yoga. Yeah, that's one of the mats, the yoga mat, and the other mat is a jiu-jitsu mat. So this week we're going to be talking, yeah, about our main interest, really. Yeah, man. I would say it's kind of like it's interesting. Yeah, I have found it's like finding martial arts, and I'll be more specific later what I mean by that, because <laughs> there's a lot of different kinds of martial arts. But actually, I found kind of my groove in life by getting into martial arts so it's been really kind of cool Mm -hmm. yeah so it is a big part of our life yeah yeah for sure something that a lot of yoga that you do and it's like a bit of a counteract to yoga it kind of adds the the physicality and stuff you're often lacking yeah I was for me it's kind of interesting I always kind of describe it to people as the jujitsu is kind of like the yin and yang so we're talking yin and yang from our life like martial arts and jujitsu specifically jujitsu for me uh is like that yang and then the uh, yoga is kind of like that yin and balance in, in my life so it's kind of a cool and little yeah having that balance is key like doing lots and lots of yoga you can become you can become weak in some areas your muscles can, can become quite weak Especially if you're somebody that has quite a big frame, perhaps, and like does enjoys lots of strength training, and martial arts adds that little. And the same again, if you're doing, if you're just doing martial arts and you're just lifting weights, you're just doing all of your yang yang things, then your your yin is going to be neglected, and you're going to sure. need to bring that back to keep that balance and keep you at like an optimum optimum health. For yeah. sure, man. What about that rest and recovery? <laughs> Which is going on now, Sunday. Right. Sunday, fun day. Yeah, man. So, for you, I guess I'm the yoga teacher, you're the professor of jiu-jitsu. 
When did your jiu-jitsu journey start? Jiu-jitsu just uh, a little over four years ago. And I had heard about jiu-jitsu before, but by the time I heard about jiu-jitsu, it wasn't even until like recently, kind of recent actually, because, uh, and then, you know, like, it's kind of new and because of the UFC, like it's kind of gradually making it spread across the USA, but quite honestly, man, a lot of people in the USA don't even know what jiu-jitsu is. I say I do jujitsu and people are like, so you like break blocks and like do karate chops? And I was like, well, the karate chops, that actually would be karate, you know, like, <laughs> hence the word name. karate chops. I was like, so people, uh, it's really funny. And I think there's like memes and all kinds of comedy videos and stuff that like people, people get asked that question all the time. So you do like karate chops and stuff. And I'm like, no, never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we never do that. <laughs> Hence the name is jujitsu, not karate. So, yeah, I've been doing jujitsu for a little over four years now, and pretty much once I started jujitsu, I was so hooked that I pretty much gave up everything to train jujitsu and study jujitsu. Pretty much, like as a full time job, that's what I've been doing for. And it, yeah, four I was going to say it's become it's become very rapid for you. The mm -hmm. onset and your, your progress has happened quite quick in a short space of time. But I feel so. yeah, it's in a short of. space of time, but if you look at how many hours you've put in, then it's probably not a short space of time. No, really not at all. Hard. So yeah. like they have belt requirements and progress requirements in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and as in other martial arts, but like they have it by, it's like time requirements and some places do testing for the progress, but uh, a lot of times it's t it's tested by time and mat, mat time and experience and your ability to like comprehend what's happening and be able to use techniques in, in those situations when they're needed, you know, so. But as far as mat time goes, uh, <laughs> I've, I've probably doubled anything that like I, I need for where I'm at necessarily. But as far as like overall time and experience, like I mean, they're both good example, good ways to pr uh, see your progress. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, jujitsu has kind of crept up on me in my life. I I wasn't aware of it until again until the UFC probably made me a little bit more aware of it. And I think the first time I this so this gives you an idea of how long ago I first became really aware of jujitsu was when Nate Diaz fought Conor McGregor. And that I'm, was the first time you heard about jiu-jitsu? Yeah, because I wow. knew that Nate Diaz was a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Thank you, Nate Diaz. So, yeah, going Way to go. In, exactly, going into <laughs> that fight. So I, think, I think that was the first time Conor McGregor heard about jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it seems like it. Some of his games, some of his fights. <laughs> so, because uh, I remember talking to a friend saying, because like, Conor brought him, Conor decided to take him down. I don't know, we all know, don't know why, because it was the end of the fight for him. And I remember saying to my friend, oh yeah, Eddie's... I said he's a Nate's a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu and I, I just knew that jiu-jitsu then was like a a ground style you know it was uh -huh. all on the, like most of it was on the floor and stuff and that's why you shouldn't have taken down and from then my eyes started to to get a little bit more into it understanding it but but in terms of the martial arts that I've kind of followed Jiu-jitsu's only come in the past like three or four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's come at a time when I've really like heavily got into yoga, and then like we've said before, the combination of those two really helped. It's an incredible, and it's weird. Not even weird. It's I don't even know what the word is, but it's 
it's kind of shocked me how amazing those two arts and practices just kind of flow together and they really do complement each other in so many amazing ways for me man i've just experienced a lot of that yeah yeah to have to have tightness in your body is such a disadvantage in jiu-jitsu it's <laughs> a, a huge such a disadvantage yeah. and it, but then again yoga helps you hold strength in a, in a certain position for a long period of time not taking away the side that we've spoken about a lot like how yoga allows you to be calm and, and focused whilst you're in jiu-jitsu but also in yoga you're holding these positions which train your body to be able to lock you can calmly lock into a certain position, yeah, hold a lot of strength, and someone struggles to manipulate you. It's interesting, you learn to use new muscles, or at least new muscles together, more acutely, I found, in yoga, which is extremely powerful for jiu-jitsu, obviously, for so many reasons. And the ability to remain calm without freaking out, or like, um, uh, like getting into a panic mode is I think is really similar with yoga and jujitsu so they both really complement each other mentally and physically it's been yeah a great journey yeah they do help they do help but you've done some Muay Thai as well I did I yeah I train Muay Thai now as you know obviously we train Muay Thai uh, together but before I came here I trained in Muay Thai for maybe like one year and I did that for like, I, I was actually hoping to prepare for a fight. Like I really wanted to fight MMA. I thought, I saw myself as a competitor and as an athlete my whole life. So when I got into jujitsu immediately, I was like, how can I express myself in this matter? And like MMA fighting was something that appealed to me. But uh, I didn't end up doing it because I was like concerned about the head damage. <laughs> but still, it really intrigues me and I'm really interested in actually fighting. I, I think I'm gonna do it anyways, but I, uh, it's just like a, yeah, I trained Muay Thai for like a year or so and as a part of like an MMA like training system that I was doing, so yeah. Pretty, that was my introduction to Muay Thai is like uh, probably just after shortly I started jujitsu, I started practicing Muay Thai. Oh, okay, a bit so they kind of, but jujitsu is just so, was your favorite. Dude, jujitsu right? is so primary in any martial art in my life. Yeah, so like, yeah, hence the name, well, the jujitsu it, it should It should <laughs> be primary in anybody who's into like mixed martial arts because it gives you such a great advantage. Mm -hmm. like, it does. Like, you know, you're able to take down so many so many people with so many different sizes it really it really helps and I think when jiu-jitsu first came into like the mixed martial arts scene everybody was overwhelmed and taken aback by how effective jiu-jitsu was compared to all of the other martial arts think about yeah it was a huge shock to the world um, because we watched these kung fu movies like since we're little kids you know and then we see like all these kung fu guys getting cho choked or like into positions they have no idea what to do with it, you know? We were talking about this today a little bit. I was talking about with another guy too, the our Muay Thai teacher. But he was talking about like how, you know, Muay Thai is good for striking, obviously, but you have to use a you have to teach a person to use their force correctly to be able to actually like throw some really damaging punches and stuff like that. And this is true, like in with any striking art, like you learn how to strike, but what happens in self-defense? You teach a, a little woman to like try and strike a 360-pound person, and what's going to happen? Like 
if anything, and she knows how to strike and she strikes really hard, she might break her hand versus that guy actually even getting hurt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but in jujitsu, man, in my first class, my very first class, I learned something that I could use in self-defense immediately and without power or like force. Like it was really, I think that's what is the huge difference, man. Exactly. Taking out like any MMA, like UFC, like cage fighting, all of this kind of exciting stuff that we see. Ultimately, jiu-jitsu is a form of self-defense. And yeah, you want to yeah. be able to immobilize somebody without hurting them and yeah, jiu-jitsu, gives you, jiu-jitsu gives you knowledge because the, if, if the worst case example you get into a fight the best case example is you win and you don't hurt that other yeah person. that's a very good point so we call it drunk uncle control drunk <laughs> uncle control. yeah yeah, that's yeah because sense. like if like say a guy because like your uncle he starts acting stupid because he's drank too much then you can put him into a position or stop him from acting crazy if he's like trying to fight somebody or like he's maybe even trying to fight you you know or like or just act stupid you know like you're able to like control that person without hurting them when all is said and done the next day you want your uncle to still like be your uncle and not like hate you for breaking his face or knocking him out (laughs) you know what i mean so for sure going going back to the muay thai muay thai is as a as a martial art it's done an extremely good job of making these punches and kicks like extremely effective and super super powerful powerful. but tommy one of our friends who lives here he was saying that he he studied muay thai um and but whenever he would on the gold coast in australia on the gold coast in australia which is a really high place of high quality muay thai down there yeah right on the midnight over over the coast to, to thailand he was saying that you know, even with his Muay Thai knowledge, whenever he would get into a street fight, unintentionally, let's hope. Or maybe, maybe intentionally. <laughs> he would, the first thing he would do without even thinking was to grab the person, right. like to try and get them into a clinch or something. Yeah. So then when he came across Jiu Jitsu, like he, again, it was like a penny dropped. His eyes were open to this whole new thing, which is super, super effective. And yeah. it kind of took over his life a little bit, I guess. And I think a lot of people, once they try jujitsu, they realize, like, I mean, you get, you might have somebody that trained Taekwondo or, like, Karate for so many years. Or a guy like Tommy who trained a super effective Muay Thai martial arts. Like, he comes and tries jujitsu and he's like, whoa. I wrestled for, like, four years before I did jujitsu. And I was, wait- I was in the prime of what I thought my life was. I was super muscular. I was playing, like sports all the time i was working out in the gym and then i went to a jiu-jitsu class and like a guy who weighed probably like 50 kilo less than me and had like almost no muscle mass like destroyed me like over and over and over and over and over again a 15 year old kid yeah and i was like this is real like you can say all you want about any martial art but like you put it to a test when you're actually fighting somebody like that and you find out real quick what's real you For know sure. For sure, it's a super humbling, super humbling <laughs> martial art. They always say, leave your ego at the door. Like, yeah. jiu-jitsu academies are famous for saying that yeah. for a reason. Yeah. It's, we, and, it, you know, it's like a game of, I think you said this, I'm sure loads of loads of people have said this, it's like a game of chess. Yeah. It's a, you have to use your mind really well. It's not just about your physical strength and your endurance. You have to think about things logically step by step understanding what that person's trying to do to you yeah seeing if you can counteract that it's a thinking man's martial arts yeah. for sure uh-huh. 
the more you think intelligently, the better the better the outcome typically with that kind of stuff. So, how did you get into it? Like, what was your first introduction? You said jujitsu, like you had watched some MMA fights and you saw jujitsu being displayed. But what about martial arts in general? So boxing was probably the first thing. Like for me, I've always had kind of a few family members that have done boxing. And I actually found out like a year ago, only a year ago, I'm 24 now, and I found out a year ago that my, my great uncle was, my great uncle, my great great uncle, was the um, British and the British Empire heavyweight boxing champion. That's incredible. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's super cool. I was really, really cool. I was really surprised. Um, well, I was kind of surprised and I wasn't because I knew my grandfather, he'd always done boxing, kind of my uncle had done boxing, me and my brother always, me and my brother used to box in my house, right? With gloves or with, just With fire. gloves, <laughs> he's four and a half years older than me, so yeah. when it's like an eight-year-old player fighting a 12-year-old, like it's super unfair. I had the same thing with my brother He too, used to yeah. box me up every time, <laughs> I always used to get concussion before I even knew what concussion was, and we'd kind of be joking about it because like we're both there, I'm a little bit drunk off concussion, like looking back to it, right. she probably shouldn't have been It was probably that. a little overboard, so yeah. So we always did that, and then my brother like started doing some kickboxing, so I did a little bit of like kickboxing with him and going to the school that he went to. Uh, I did a tiny bit of jiu-jitsu, maybe for a period of like six months when I was younger. How old? Like was it jiu-jitsu, Brazilian no. jiu-jitsu or Japanese? Judo. It was judo. Oh, judo. Sorry, if I said jiu-jitsu, I meant judo. Oh, judo. That's um, awesome. And that was, I remember having a, I remember having a gi as well. Um, yeah, man. But that was a long time ago. And then, it, and then it kind of stopped. I always would practice like hitting a bag, had a bag at home. It kind of stopped for a while. And then my interest kind of started increasing. And then I went to China. And I had an awesome experience in China where I went to go and I went to the Shaolin temple to learn Kung Fu. To learn Kung Fu. Like went and stayed with the, with the Shaolin monks. We trained every day. <laughs> like seven hours a day. That's kind of like a dreamy thing for a martial artist. Yeah, like it was. People talk and about that kind of stuff. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, to be honest, and, but when I got there, I just, I, I realized pretty quickly just how lucky I was, and I was very humbled to like be in this place with these monks who were incredible human beings, like super, super human. That's awesome. Um, and so from doing that, that just brought back my interest in it and also gave me an appreciation for it like a, a, a much deeper understanding for what was happening when i was nap if i was to get then watch a mixed martial arts fight i would understand and kind of know what they have gone through a little bit so that yeah. just like ignited everything again for me it should be almost a prerequisite for mma fans to take like a year of a martial art like a real martial art you know what i mean like go do something like that because then you can really understand like the thing that you're a fan of you know yeah. like if i like if i like whatever sport football or something like that but i've never played it how can i really properly understand it and like really get into it i don't know it's kind of especially especially for people that people let's because there's lots of people that really enjoy like watching mixed martial arts but then sure. there's lots of people that are like 
like why do you why do you care why do you want to see like two thugs just fight each other and right. that'd be really brutal and and those are the people that should should experience the training and have an mm -hmm. understanding of the training and the philosophy that happens with these fighters throughout yeah, their throughout their absolutely. lives, their fight camps and stuff like that. Because they only they're only seeing like a brutal twenty five minutes on TV screen. Yeah, I think you know that's an interesting point too because like. A lot of people always ask me, like I'll tell friends, you should come train jujitsu with me, you should train MMA with me. And they're like, no thanks, I don't really like violence. And I was like, yeah, exactly, that's my point. Like, <laughs> they think that like I'm into gruesome blood and like gore and like the people, I like hurting people or the people like getting hurt. It's like, I don't think there's really many people like that at all, honestly, that train martial arts. Like they're in it for the, it's an art. Mm -hmm. They're in it for an art. And yeah. the camaraderie and the amazing things that happen is a plus for your life as well. Like that's and, why we train. And the guys that that get into it because perhaps they're pretty thuggish, like they've done a lot of <laughs> yeah, there are stuff. a lot so of those So they guys, get into huh? they get into mixed martial arts or a martial art, but then they'll transform and yeah, they'll see it in like a completely different them. light, yeah. become a better person for it. There are countless, countless stories. Mm -hmm. But then that's not just martial arts. It's or all different types of sports that teach you discipline and that's fairness true. That's and, true. you know having a getting an obsession with something healthy can really really help a lot of people for sure man the devotion to it yeah like, like getting better at something and the progress and stuff as well yeah it definitely will change your life so you've done one you've had like a a non-professional kind because you you went to do some mma training didn't oh you? i went to do some mma but like i never uh i never fought in an actual mma fight i've had some sparring yeah. <laughs> sparring experiences when i was though. rolling with Brittany, your wife yeah um, i asked her i asked her um how she feels because i know you're interested about potentially going and doing having a fight at some for sure point. and i asked her how she feels about you doing that and she said that on your first your first night going to do this MMA <laughs> training, like she, you came back, like crawled into bed, like woke her up. She looked at you all sleepy eyed, and you're there with like a bust up nose, like a bruised face. <laughs> she said to me, "What I like about Gabrielle is how intelligent he is, and I don't really want that to get knocked out of him." <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. That's awesome. I didn't actually know that she said that. But that's pretty funny. Uh, man, and she goes, well, to add on to that story, she goes, what happened? Because she was kind of perplexed, like it was dark and we're, it's like she was kind of in a sleepy daze. And so she goes, what happened? And I was just like smiling from ear to ear and I was like, I broke my nose. And she was like, what? And like I had broken my nose in a sparring <laughs> match. <laughs> it was really, actually, like I look back to it to this day and I was like, man, that was awesome. But not because I broke my nose, but just because, um, man, there's something that happens when you train martial arts and even if you spar or like train decently hard, rigorously, you know, like you learn a lot about yourself. You learn in, and it's an intelligence thing for me as well. So like, I'm not in it for the physicality and the bruteness of it. In fact, I probably wouldn't even do it if that's all that there was. I really wouldn't actually. I don't really, that's not my kind of thing, but I do it because of the art. I do it because of the intelligence that it takes mm -hmm. to, uh, to like compete in a martial arts bout. It's like, it takes a lot. And to like defend yourself and know, there's so many variables you have yeah. to learn that, that I really enjoy. Yeah, but I was like, I was smiling. I was like, 
I broke my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm doing it again. <laughs> Dude, my nose, like it has a bump on it to this day. When what happened was, is uh, it was kind of funny. I went into this little like small MMA camp that was really good for kickboxing. They were notorious. They were a part of the Black House uh, MMA. So like if you're familiar with like Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva's part of the Black House camp for fighting. But it was a smaller club and like there were some semi-pro fighters there that were pretty good. And they were like, oh, you've done wrestling before? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'd wrestled before. And they're like, how about like any stand-up fighting? And I was like, no. <laughs> but like at the end of the class, they're like, do you want to spar? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like I wasn't afraid <laughs> I was going to do it. And I, I went in with one of their best semi-pro fighters. To be fair, uh, he had like probably four or five years of actually fighting experience. And I had zero. <laughs> especially like MMA, I've never done that in my life. And, but I had a, a few weight classes above him as well, so he's a much smaller guy, but still, I mean, you can, you can really knock somebody around and be good at boxing and kickboxing, which he was. But I did actually really pretty well. Uh, just, I, I did pretty good, I wasn't super aggressive or anything, I was very conservative with my boxes. boxing, was being pretty smart with it, even though I wasn't really skilled at it. And I could tell he was a little nervous about fighting me because I was pretty big and I have like this enormous reach and stuff. But it was pretty funny. Like I was doing really well and like everything was going fine. And then he he was really super flexible and short though. This is why it caught me off guard and probably why I broke my nose. But like he was really close to me and all of a sudden he did this round kick to the, my face. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye, but it came from so low because he was so close to me that like, I was like, what? I, it was really took me off guard. And like, I had my hands up and I tried to like pull my head back a little bit. So his, his foot just went right across my nose. Like, and it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. When you get kicked in the face, it was, and my nose was going, I could see it immediately. Like out of my <laughs> eyes, like my nose was like in front of my left eye. And uh, I, I knew it was bleeding and stuff like that, but it didn't hurt. And I was like, all right, let's keep fighting. And then finally the coach was like, hey, dude, you're bleeding a lot. You should go and, you should go and fix your nose. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, I want to fight. <laughs> but I went into the bathroom and I just grabbed that and I'm like, yeah, you got to yank set it back. straight. And but it was fun. That was a good, I love the class, man. It was a good experience. Mm -hmm. huh. you know, <laughs> I was just thinking, I, uh, like, as you were telling that story, I thought about actually the first time I got exposed to jiu-jitsu. Now, I, I said it was a Nate fight, but it wasn't. It was actually when I was in China. Oh, and, yeah. And one of the guys who was, uh, he, wasn't part, he wasn't Chinese, he wasn't part of, uh, of the temple. He was like in a similar position from me, but he came from Brazil. And he was super flexible, man. Like, he, he had this amazing flexibility, a really, a really good body. And he was going through a lot of like, this was before my yoga journey really got started. And he was going through some, a lot of yoga stuff with me. Like in the, we'd have a slot between like, between like seven and nine where we could go into the gym at night and just go through over the, go over the stuff we did in the day, the techniques and stuff. And we would often like just chat and do yoga and like stretch and lots of different stuff. And he was going through a lot of yoga with us. And I asked him like, how did you get your flexibility? And I remember he said to me, ah, I do a lot of jiu-jitsu, nice. and it kind of like really helps with the flexibility. Yeah. And I remember, I remember thinking, huh, 
I wonder what that is like. <laughs> well, and then and then he he had a little grappling match on the floor with my Shifu, and my Shifu was a badass. Like, it wouldn't, no one would want to fuck with him. But he always openly said like he had no ground ground game, so right. he, he never wanted to go into MMA. But he had trained a few fighters and stuff, and he had a little grappling match with him on the ground, and you could tell you could control my Shifu really well. That's awesome. And. Um, yeah, he was always like, he, my Shifu was like, just can't stand it whenever I've got anything around my neck. Anything around <laughs> my neck is... Dude, like, it makes people really super paranoid, man. Like, the first time I remember getting choked in Jiu-Jitsu too, man. It, like, it sends all these alarms, like, emergency, emergency, emergency. Get out of here, get out of here. Yeah, it's the pressure, like, having the pressure on the windpipe, man. Yeah. Like, and you don't have to apply a lot. You really no. don't. You have to be careful. And if you've got someone... And if you're like, if you're doing techniques where you're, you know you're going to get this person into a, into a into a choke, like you've got to be careful of how much pressure you apply. But at the same time, when you're spark, when you're rolling, you've got to be, you've got to completely let go of your ego and just tap. For sure. Make sure you tap because there's no point. Well, we had this conversation over lunch. Some people think that if you if you tap your you show a sign of weakness yeah it's kind of it's a like a mach, macho thing you yeah. know like you don't want to and also like they're saying that like kind of like some of the philosophy is that like oh you're just being weak basically because like you could try to endure the pain you could try to endure like and it's like yeah that's kind of silly to me but that's how that's how some people think about it so yeah. It's not war. It's not war. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier too. It's not war, so yeah, it's not a life and death situation. Right. I want to train tomorrow. It can. It's as, it's almost as close as it can be. It's as close as it, it can be in a controlled situation. Mm-hmm. One and, and something that I've always said about martial arts is like mixed martial arts. That is, um, it's the it's the rawest form of human competition. For sure, you're you're just two guys or two girls going into a cage. Very very limited rules. You have nothing on on you except from shorts, a box, and a gun guard and some gloves, and you just got to go all out. Right. It's uh, the only way to get out of there, really. I mean, is like by tapping or by getting knocked out, basically. Yeah. Or you can choose to stay in there and fight until the very end, you know. But like. If you get in there, there's no going out unless you give up yeah. <laughs> or get KO'd, you know? So it's it's intense, man. I, I think it is like a really, like I, that's why I want to do it too, is because of that challenge, because of that, facing those fears, facing those, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a raw, like a real super raw human experience. It's a test of yourself. It's not necessarily a test or to see whether you can knock that other person out. It's more to see how far you can come, to see how deep you can dig. I think so, man. You know, it's very, very rarely that these fights get personal, and no, sometimes no. only in like these fancy publicized fights. <laughs> that we see now, I, I think it's so much drama. Yeah, man. it's a lot of drama, um, but really, it's a test of your own skill set and your yeah. own ability, and who wants to win more, you know. A lot of guys, their philosophy, like I hear a lot of fighters say this, like your greatest opponent, like your greatest opponent is yourself. Like, like imagine you're seeing yourself across the ring. That's who you're fighting. You know, you're not fighting another person. At the end of the day, you guys are just athletes. I mean, you're martial artists, but you're, 
you're you're in an athletic competition. Yeah. You're not in a life or death situation. You're not actual real enemies, you know. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just to see what skill sets you can bring out and see how many tools you have in the bag. A great thing about mixed martial arts is you have so many different styles, and you know with MMA some styles have proven to be a lot more effective than others but at the same time there are lots of styles that can be effective and it's great to to learn a new set of skills and you come to a new martial art and you have a blank page and you start like you're the apprentice again you're no longer you're no longer the monk so you have to start fresh again for a new a new skill set it's amazing. I'm sure that if you did some neuro mapping on the brain when you're like learning and progressing through this, I'm sure that like you awaken all these different and activate all these new neuro pathways yeah. in your brain. And I'm sure that the neuro mapping is like incredible for jujitsu and in yoga as well. I think that you'll have incredible neuro mapping in your brain, dude, <laughs> because of that. So. So you have a timeline of when you think you might. Fight? Fight? Oh yeah. man, I don't know, man. Uh, I want to. I'm training Muay Thai now again for the first time in a couple of years, probably. Like I've trained it a little bit here and there since, but like I want to get comfortable, more comfortable with that. Get my skills up in that area. I feel like jujitsu wise, I'm ready to fight. Like I would, I would be, I'd be super comfortable with a jujitsu like. MMA style of fighting, I like be super comfortable, no problem. I think your level of fitness as well is probably probably there as well. Like, My fitness is pretty good yeah. too. Like I, if to, if there someone said, hey, can you fight tomorrow? Like I'd probably be like, I could probably use a little more cardio or something. Cat, but you, like, you could have you need a camp, maybe, but, really. Like huh? your in terms of your fitness, mm-hmm. you just need a camp. Like, yeah, camp. yeah, exactly. So I want to focus a little bit on the Muay Thai like progress as far as before doing an MMA fight and quite truthfully like having the right fight set up is part of the deal too. I don't want to just randomly fight some guy, you know, I might go home like not home but like home but home not home kind of like go back to California and do a camp probably like for a month or so. They can set up a good fight for me as well like they're really into that so. I, that would be part of it is trusting like the fight setup and all that kind of stuff the rules and knowing knowing the system of that yeah. too, being comfortable with that at least you know it's very important to have a good base level of fitness for sure and that goes with all sports like when my time in china my shifu would say like what's the point in having all of these techniques and skills and stuff if you don't have the stamina to back it up you've got to be putting Absolutely. in the hours of cardio the stamina to have your muscular endurance right and you see on the internet all of these people that have all of these like really really apparently they're really skillful and tacticians but they're like like fat 40 year old men (laughs) oh yeah dude yeah right like well you know it's funny though like yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that, but yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but you're right, dude. Like they talk about, oh, you. This is the guy that's teaching you technique, and he's like, whatever, 40 years old. He's super overweight. He can barely move, and it's like, you know, like I don't know about that. You know, like what could if you got into a fight, could you really do very mm-hmm. much, man? Like you're having a hard time bending over and picking something up. Like yeah. how can you tell me how to fight? You know? Yeah. <laughs> These weird martial art videos that people post. <laughs>
<laughs> so like what about you though for like MMA and fitness like do you think that like the martial arts give you enough for your fitness or like you have to use something to supplement it like dude so many guys lift weights and stuff but I haven't lifted weights in like three oh man it's probably been even more than that four or five years yeah almost. um I think functional fitness, like body, when it comes to being a fighter of MMA, I think you have to be very, very functional with your fitness, doing a lot of body weight exercises. You have to be strong, like, mm -hmm. you have to have a good uh, strength to weight ratio, and sometimes you need to lift some weights for that. For, for example, like we're doing so much jiu-jitsu right now. So I'm doing, most of, most of my time, in terms of my, the things that I'm doing in the week for exercise is like, Jiu-Jitsu, yoga, and Muay Thai, okay? Now, Muay Thai is, a, I'm, I'm kind of brilliant. Muay Thai is a lot more like technique work. Mm. We're not really doing high intensity work. Mm. But the yoga and the Jiu-Jitsu is. Now, <clears throat> most of it is quite, um, it's quite difficult on <clears throat> your, it's all push, basically. Mm -hmm. like. With yoga, you, you're never doing any pulling exercises, so you're always kind of working your shoulders, with, especially if you're doing like the Chaturanga Dandasanas, the sun salutations, the flow-throughs. It's lots of shoulder work, it's lots of tricep, chest, never that pull, and it's the same with Jiu-Jitsu, okay? You're kind of, sometimes you're pulling people down, but most of the time it's like pushing away and a lot of grip strength. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like, I think there's, but there's a lot of pulling, like especially like some guys, like really rely on a lot of pulling for their grips on the kimono and stuff yeah, so it true. depends on like but that's good though if you're not using that overusing that so aspect, yeah so. all i was gonna say is like finding a finding a balance so like incorporating some more like pulling, pulling for sure. techniques but you don't need to be lifted you want to have you want to find the ratio of of being the size and weight and mu like having the muscle strength that is good for your body type mm -hmm. um and at the same time, having like really functional muscles that work well with each other. Right. So yeah. everything's got to fire together. Everything's got to be man. connected. Um, You'll so gain so much power by getting that like integration of muscle usage together, man. So much power and strength. So there, there's that. I think. I think uh, keeping up with cardio and doing lots of runs and stuff. It's it's. Do you it's, feel like you need that extra cardio when you're doing jujitsu and Muay Thai? Yeah, you I feel. Swim too. I feel a little bit like, I'm. I feel right now I need to incorporate some sprints. Yeah, sprints are awesome, man. Those um, are always going to be beneficial. And it's interesting. I'm I'm now like a month into. I've like, I, I've done this much exercise before. Like it's not alien to me to be training this much. But I, I've had a bit of a break, like from doing that much. Uh, so I've come, and I, I'm five weeks into being here, and we, we're training pretty intense, intensively every week. And now I'm kind of a month, month in. Time to look back and to see what's changed and where I can make improvements and stuff. Nice. And yeah, but. I think fueling, keeping enough fuel in your body is important. It's a challenge. That is a challenge, man. Staying fueled, yeah. staying filled up. But then eating at the right times. Yeah, like that's e eating, true. Especially true. After, after a training session to give your body back what it needs. Yeah, it's a challenge for me, man. I stay skinny, like, especially like working this hard and this frequently with my body, like, 
it's a challenge for me to keep weight on, you know, yeah. so because yeah, we're too. so active and stuff, so. Me too, but it's, it's great, like, again, mixed martial arts, they provide you with lots of different types of exercise, for intensity, sure. for sure. different things, so it helps kind of keep a balanced body, but look, there's no, there's no fighter in the world that only ever trains techniques or fights like everybody is supplementing with something and you, I think yeah you kind of have to mm-hmm. in some way or another yeah I definitely think so yeah I, I do also keep yourself entertained keep your body guessing do for some sure new, do some new things you don't want to bore yourself yeah that's the overuse underuse principle mm-hmm. like you can really wreck your body if you do that man yeah don't fall out of love with what you're doing <laughs> for because sure. it's only what you're doing you know, try lots of different things, have fun, be playful, and yeah, yeah. Maybe one day I'll fight. I think. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Not yet. I think I'm a, probably a couple of years out at least. Um, but I think I would like to. Uh, It'd be an inter- I, Like I just want to do it for the experience. You yeah. know, I don't think I'll become a, a quote-unquote MMA fighter, but I would just like to do it for the experience. You know, like it's something to say like about yourself. Whether you, you know, doesn't matter what other people say, but like it'll be something to like. You you tried it. You gave it a, the shot. You know, like you had an experience and. I don't know. It's a really challenging experience. I think that it would be worth value to any martial artist to try. You know, not necessarily that they have to do it, but just maybe. <laughs> it's like it's like anything. It's testing yourself. It's joining a football team and going and having your first match. You know, it like it's that it's all similar to these like big competitions these big events in your life where it's like you're coming right down to the moment and like here's your time to perform but maybe with mixed martial arts it's like is it as big as it can kind of get you know as an athlete i can't imagine anything more intense because the risks are very great yeah like there's like there's no jokes aside and there's no putting glitter on it like it can be quite serious the effects even though you know, mixed martial arts is safer than boxing. Sure. But still, it's like boxing as well. You know, the the you can lose, which is in, like inc- incredibly it sucks. Like right. Um, you can lose, but you can also get knocked out. For like, sure. You can also do damage. You can break a bone. You can dislocate a shoulder, whatever it is. So you you have that risk behind it. But then like with the risk becomes like greater reward for, absolutely you i know? agree dude yeah so may, maybe maybe one day <laughs> dude well, well we're gonna do some jujitsu competitions either way yeah, yeah that's yeah. for sure jujitsu competitions that. coming up maybe in the next couple of months we're gonna have a few guys going and competing that'll yeah. be awesome we'll do a little preparation prep preparation <laughs> Competition preparation, do a little jujitsu camp, get things rolling, so and maybe in a couple months, few months, maybe. Yeah, and we're having a good little team like Max, the Muay Thai coach. Like in terms of jujitsu, he's at the same level as me. Like had experience with different martial arts, but he's never done never done jujitsu no, until he came here. First time. So, so it'll be good to see how he goes and us yeah, training yeah. together is an exciting little journey for us all. Yeah, man, we got a few a few good guys. Well, actually, when we go to compete jujitsu, man, I imagine that we could probably take like 
five to seven people. I think there will be about that many guys that will want to compete. Awesome, that'd be great fun. It'll be really nice, man. It'll be yeah. really cool. I'm super stoked. You competed in Ecuador before. Yeah, I've only competed one time. I signed up for another tournament, and I, it was in a high altitude place, and I had altitude sickness so bad <laughs> that I couldn't even move, man. Yeah. And it really sucked, dude. Like, it was so bad. Like, I went to the competition, and I had already even decided to, like, that I wasn't going to compete, because I could barely move, and I literally, like, I would go and watch my teammates compete, but I would just like lay on the bleachers with my eyes closed because I, I was so like, it hit me hard. I don't know how, but I've never had it like that before, but it was pretty rough. Altitude sickness can get to you definitely. It's something, it's something that you don't really appreciate until it hits you and you're like, wow. And here in South America, <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy how high some of these cities Dude. are. Dude. I think um, in Quito they have the second highest city elevation in the world in Quito. It's like 9,000. I want to say that the elevation of the city is at over 9,000 feet. So there's yeah. only like a few cities in the world that are that high. That's where I went to compete. So I'm living at sea level and then I went to compete at 9,000 plus feet and I was just like, whoa, mm -hmm. my brain was fuzzy and I couldn't move very yeah, well. Yeah, I went for a run in Quito and I was like, fuck, what's going on? What's happening to me, man? I can't run anymore. <laughs> it's intense, man. And I, I've been to the mountains before. I've climbed really high peaks, like 14,000 feet. So, I mean, that's pretty high. I've climbed those and felt decent. It felt pretty good. And then I went to Pichincha in Quito and it's around 16,000 feet and that was a whole nother world man like I, I was like dude I was it was rough heading up that mountain man yeah especially with explosive exercise like I didn't do anything I did a little bit of gym work like gym work when I was in keto but I don't know I was I was training in the gym at like 5 a.m. my my um, host was a 80-year-old, 80-year-old lady, man, that she's, we would wake up at 5 a.m. every day and she would take us to the gym. So I would always go to the gym, but I was like, 5 a.m. for the gym is not a good time for me to work out, especially like heavy weights and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. there was not that much explosive. And the other time I've lived in high altitude was when I was skiing. And again, skiing is not really like high explosive, but with jiu-jitsu, you know, your body needs a lot of oxygen and yeah, it needs it, it pretty absolutely quick. Does. So yeah. That's a different story. Yeah, it is, man. It is different. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Dude, so, yeah, that'll be a good thing, man. We'll get some people together and we're going to do a competition in a few months. I think it's nice. slowly building. Like, uh, our team that we're going to have will be, will be good. Some nice, some nice guys, like some serious, some serious guys who share a similar philosophy to all that we do and just having a good time training in this place. Yeah. It'll be awesome, man. It'll be a good, good experience. I'm loving it. Right. Dude, so, I never, I don't know. Like, have you thought, like, have you thought about, like, you know how when MMA first started, I'm going back to kind of like something we talked about, but like, when you first seen, when was the first US, let's start with that, what was the first UFC event that you watched, or MMA event? I couldn't tell you a name, to be honest with you, mate. So I don't know. Do you I remember, know. like, when you first introduced to the, even the... Like, My brother first introduced me to mixed martial arts, uh -huh. so I kind of got it through him, like, especially UFC, but uh -huh. I can't really remember the fights and stuff that I would watch. 
No. Why'd you ask? Oh, well, I was curious because, well, if, if you caught any, like, when I was, okay, when the UFC first came out, like, I had heard about it, but I never watched it because they were talking about, oh, it's just a bloodbath and they're in a cage and then blah, blah, blah. And like, it's a blood sport. And you know, they even gave those kind of like taglines and headlines to boxing, you know, like they really butchered it in the United States and made it sound like it was like a terrible thing. And so it really was, and actually for a while, it was completely illegal in the United States, even when they were doing the UFCs and stuff. So that's why the UFC, like they were scheduling events, like for one of the first five events or something, they scheduled it for, I think New York City. And then like the police came and stuff and like the commissioner or whoever, I don't know. I don't really know the story completely well, but basically they're like, oh, you can't have this event here. And they had to go to Canada and they had it on like a Native American reservation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. So one of the first events I believe was in Canada and so like in the usa it was like outlawed in certain cities and in certain states so like people didn't really train that but what was popular and everybody in the united states knows about karate and taekwondo as far as martial arts go and then kung fu yeah <laughs> so that associations with like mma like it never really existed until like re more recently in the u.s it's be become much more popular obviously but you can understand the resistance that the sport brings, that the sport I don't gets. Know. Maybe you can you can understand it in, until people need to be shown what it's about. You but know? they were even doing that with boxing in the USA, yeah, which true. was kind of strange to me because, like, yeah, people in blood and stuff. But like, if you get punched in the nose one time, it may not hurt, but like, you may bleed. It doesn't mean that you're actually hurt. It just means that you're bleeding. You know what I mean? So it's not. I don't know. And you have these sports, for example, I've like grown up around rugby, and you get some rugby, skateboarding, skateboarding, skateboarding ski skiing, Ameri yeah, American <laughs> football, exactly. All these sports are brutal, and you get yeah. people with serious concussions, bleeding. Right. But people like people love that in rugby. Like, right. You see it. You see a rugby player will get tackled. He'll have a bust open eye. He'll go off. He'll get stitches. Right. He'll come back on. Same Everyone in, will applaud same in him. hockey. Ice hockey. That's what they love about ice hockey. Most people become ice hockey fans because they love watching fighting. Yeah. There you go. But yet that was super popular in the USA during that time. But like when mixed martial arts came in, there was like these people banning it and making the huge fuss about it, you know? People it's love really fights. Like it's in it's in people's DNA to be entertained by these fights. If you go to a <laughs> you go to a a world final like rugby match. Right. And it's like the two best teams in the world. Everyone's watching the everyone's watching the game. It's really exciting. All of a sudden in the corner of your eye you see two guys like fighting each other. They're yeah. going all at it. Everyone's head turns and watches the fight man. Like it just draws yeah. that excitement and For that sure. attention. Baseball too in the US. They like to see a bench clearing. Yeah. <laughs> they clear the benches <laughs> and everybody charges the mound <laughs> because some guy got hit by a pitch or something. It's, I don't know, it's in nature and sports, I think. Yeah, we all, we've, we've kind of grown up. We all, as humans, we've evolved to be able to fight. And Dude, I fought my brothers growing up. For, like, that's what we did. That's, you put a bunch of boys together and they're going to wrestle. They're going to yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's really natural. So, anyways, like, I, I don't know, like, 
my idea was I was just curious like what your background on that was like what your experience was England's probably a lot different than the US maybe maybe not but like I remember growing up with martial arts and some of my first exposures besides like kung fu films would be like I remember I was like um, introduced to karate and it was kind of funny because we like I would like go around on my bicycle riding around all the time and I would pick up cans and at that time in the US cans you could recycle them and get like five or ten cents a piece so that would be like my snack money for the summer like I would, <laughs> I would pick up tons of cans like get ten dollars worth of cans and then I would have like food money all day and I could buy whatever I want you know it's my money nice. <laughs> but I remember going by there was this post office and next door to the post office, it was awesome. There was like this little karate school and it was tiny hole in the wall karate, like like smaller than this like living room here, you know? And it was it was hilarious, dude. Like the, you see these guys and they're the traditional like guys that you would expect to be doing martial arts, you know, the old school. And I'm saying this with in a respect, but also in a joking kind of way, but they were kind of like, the nerdy guys like it was just had this it has this connotation in the u.s at least that like the nerdy guys are into martial arts yeah. and i'm into martial arts so you can call me nerdy if you want i'm not going to be bothered by that but like in my mind before i was used to that like i was like these are kind of nerdy guys you know like some of them had like mullets and mustaches you know like a mullet and mustache combo with the shaved head sides and like the overweight 40 year old men that think they're super badass but can't barely move yeah and this is the hilarious part i love this part they had the not only did the karate dojo in town serve as a self-defense martial art in the town but they also were the only place in town that had an arcade <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to play video games arcade go to the arcade and play you were if you're and at this time we're talking like double dragon yeah. and like Oh man, I'm trying to remember what else. Pac-Man and stuff, of course, but like all these different kind of games. It, guess where it was? It was in the karate dojo. So like, it was kind of funny because the guys that like playing video games, of course, they're doing karate too. You know, that so. only brings in one type of nerd. These nerdy geeks. <laughs> it's really comical now that I'm thinking about it, but it was perfect. Yeah, you know? it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the fighting aspect of these martial arts can can go can be can like seep away. It's important to bring that back. Yeah, into for this sure. Fight in into the mixed martial arts, and you know these guys that are doing jujitsu. A lot of these guys are little nerds, little nerds, Dude, yeah. nerd assassins. Oh, we nerd out, man. Yeah. And there's so many video gamers that are into like gamers wasn't even a name back then. I don't think, but. Like now there's so many people that are like mainstream jujitsu and they're gamers. And I think because of their mindset and gamers, and I was kind of a gamer too as a kid and even in college actually. So like that mindset of being able to like level up transfers over into jujitsu. And like, you know how you get into a video game and you're in it for like hours and hours and hours and hours and you can't get away from it. You just got to do one more thing. I got to do one more. We got to do this. I got to do this. And it's... And it's in that similar way, like I'm like that with jujitsu. Like 
I, I can't get out of get away from it, but you it's a, like a, in a good way, you know. Yeah, you get stuck on a level. You can't that that level or that boss to the level is like a certain a certain submission that you're trying to nail or a certain submission that you're trying to to um, protect yourself from, and you're going to keep on doing that. You're going to keep on repeating it <laughs> until you get it nailed, and then once you it's get nailed, it perfected. it's in the bag, and you go on to the next thing. I think there's so many gamers that are doing yeah. uh, jujitsu now, and I think it's a great. It's a great combination because you're nerding out on a computer and then you can go nerd out on a jujitsu mat and you're doing something physical too with your brain as yeah, well. Which so. is so super important. Yeah, let's hope it continues growing this way. And jujitsu is just rapid, it's on fire. It's it growing is. so fast. It's growing so fast. Eddie Bravo said like it's it's the safest thing to get yourself into if you invest in jiu-jitsu yeah like he said you you can't download jiu-jitsu like you can't right. you can't cheat your way into becoming a good jiu-jitsu no way, man. you have to no put way. in the hours and you have to mm -hmm. for sure there are going to be people that are going to pick it up faster than others but still you have to put your time and your effort and your focus on the mat and outside of the mat to progress which yeah. is makes it so addictive it's so different too like let's put this in perspective like a person can go into like karate or taekwondo and you could be like i've met <laughs> it's really funny but i've met like a lot of like 11 year olds and eight year olds that were brown belts and black belts in taekwondo and karate but if you <laughs> but they do that through testing and stuff and it goes pretty rapidly like but in jujitsu, you can't become a jujitsu black belt until you're 18, 19 years old. So you could be training since you're five years old, but you will not get your black belt until you're almost 20 years old. That's a huge difference. Well, if, why is the reason for that? Because we have to be realistic, you know, like a black belt says something about your, your, your capabilities. And if you're a black belt, but there's something about like the maturity you're saying you're a master in a martial art but like a kid like is not going to be a master even if he goes through the testing and he goes and trains for even if he trains for five years he's not going to master yeah. jujitsu he's not going to master karate like he took these tests and he was able to pass them and you know like jujitsu wanted to say something about that you know they wanted to say like hey even as an adult, if you know you start your jujitsu practice, the minimum time that it'll take a person typically is six years. If you if you train straight, like the minimum time is six to eight years. You know that you can take to get your black belt. That's a like a master's or a doctor's yeah. degree in in the university. Yeah. You know that's that's how intense jujitsu is. And I I think it's also an example of kind of how much you've mastered life. Now I know that sounds a little bit cheesy and a little bit cliche but it's not just what goes on on the mat like there's a lot to outside of, of the mat that you have to kind of correct with your lifestyle and into in order to allow you to keep on progressing and keep on growing as a person Absolutely. Mm -hmm. off the mat you know mm -hmm. and as and as a That's child really important too. as a child you know you're still probably yeah. under your parents roof and Absolutely. you're at school you're still learning the ways of life you know yeah. how to work these things out and that's also pretty essential. You have to be a role model in not just on the, not just in the classroom or in the, in a dojo. You have to, in your life itself. Absolutely, I think that's really a, an important distinction with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that like, it we 
I mean, I think other martials talk, martial arts talk about this, but the maturity that you show, and like you just, this is a huge difference. This is a distinction, so I will say that. But with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you could go anywhere in the world, and almost anywhere you would find a home, you would find opening, welcoming arms. If you wanna to talk to the world champion who's a black belt, like the most quote unquote celebrity or popular uh, Jiu Jitsu fighter in the world, you can message him and he'll message you back. You're not gonna get that with other, like, you're not gonna, if you message somebody from the UFC or a football or rugby or hockey or whatever, you're typically not gonna get any response. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you may get a generic response, but I've talked to several world champion black belts and I'm no one to, for them to respond, but they'll be like, hey, how's it going, brother? And like, yeah, anytime you're in town, just come train with us. Or like, yeah, I would love to come train with you. And like. It's, it's an interesting martial art, man. It's, it's a lifestyle, so I think your observation's good, man. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. And I'm just going to drop yoga in there one more time. Like, yoga, <laughs> again, is that kind of lifestyle that you're, you're looking for. Again, it's not just on the mat. So those two together, you're winning. You know, you can't really go wrong. If you're focused on those two, they're going to help you go far. For sure. They'll be definitely great, great tools for your life. Right. You have anything else you want to add? Nah, man. Be like water, my friend. Be like water. Yeah. <laughs> Flow like water. Be like water. Be like water, my friend. <laughs> awesome. All right. Good podcast. Yeah, thank you, guys. And I'm sure we'll be checking in soon again with another podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Let us hear back from you guys as well. Like, if you guys have any comments or anything, you can post them on the Instagram account. Or yeah, shoot us an Instagram message or on the comments or whatever. Like what you think about the podcast, what kind of stuff you're, you've been interested or intrigued by. It's been pretty fun. Yeah, man. or if you happen to catch this and you're in Montanita, give us a shout and let's do something. Train some martial arts. Do some martial arts, you never know. Uh, yeah, you're welcome, always welcome. Give them the uh, moments off the mat. So, exactly that. Instagram is moments off the mat, and my Instagram is Lewis Etheridge, which is L-E-W-I-S-E-T-H-E-R-I-D-G-E, -E -E, and yours is? Uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Monk. The Jiu-Jitsu Monk. The Jiu-Jitsu Monk. All right, nice one. Cool, mate. Peace out, people. Ciao.